This is the Shots Aside podcast. I am your host, Alex. Uh, If you haven't checked out our last podcast on the Portland Trailblazers, make sure to do so. We will also have Matt on this uh, upcoming one on the Utah Jazz, so stay tuned for that. Uh, Make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at our Shots Aside page. And send us some ideas, questions, and talking points at our uh, Gmail account at shotside at gmail.com. But with that being said, let's dive into the Utah Jazz roster, and then we'll get into the breakdown. So additions for this team, you're getting Malik Beasley, Patrick Beverly, Jared Vanderbilt, Walker Kessler, Leandro Balmaro. That is all included in that um, Rudy Gobert trade that they sent to Minnesota. So they get all those players from Minnesota plus, you know, good uh, compensation of draft picks as well. So that's going to help out this Utah Jazz franchise going forward. They also added Paris Bass and uh, a couple rookies in Johnny Jusang and Simone uh, um Subtractions for this team, I mentioned lost Rudy Gobert to Minnesota. They also lost Royce O'Neal to Brooklyn, Juancho Hernan Gomez to Toronto, Daniel House to Philadelphia, Eric Pascal also went to Minnesota, and Hassan Whiteside, still a free agent, so they could bring him back if they wanted to, but currently constructed, he is a free agent. Looking at the roster, though, uh, your starting lineup for this team uh, could change, but as as of right now, I have Michael Mike Conley Jr. at point guard, Donovan Mitchell at the shooting guard, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, kind of surprise pick at small forward, Boyan Bogdanovich at the power forward, and Udoka Azabuki at the center position. Your bench lineup for this Utah Jazz team will include Patrick Beverly, Jared Butler, Jordan Clarkson, Xavier Sneed, Malik Beasley, Rudy Gay, Jared Vanderbilt, and Walker Kessler. So now that we've gone through the roster, let's jump right into the breakdown with Matt. Welcome back, guys. I am once again joined by Matt Rungi. So... Uh, like we said in the intro, you know, I'm talking about the Utah Jazz today, uh, 49 and 33 record last year, um, fifth in the West, pretty impressive 33 and 19 in the conference, 15 and one in this division. So a complete 180 of the Portland trailblazers, which was the last episode, um, 29 and 12 at home. Um, and then just struggled on the road, uh, with a 20 and 21 record. So. Um, you know, Matt losing Rudy Gobert, possibly losing Donovan Mitchell shortly. We'll kind of wait for the news to break on that one soon, but uh, I want to get your thoughts just on, you know, how this team is going to manage to maybe keep the record they had, or do you see them just absolutely crumbling after, um, some of these moves they've made? Um, yeah, so I think. They could still be like an okay team, but um, I imagine they're still going to be making moves because some of these guys don't really fit with the new timeline very much. Um, so I could definitely see them tumbling quite a bit here, especially losing Gobert, which was their defensive anchor. Um, there's not really a ton of 
good defenders left on the scene. They also lost, um, oh, what's his face, Royce O'Neal to the Brooklyn Nets. So really, they don't have very many good fen- defenders at all. I mean, I know. Uh, I mean, Conley and Beverly are pretty good defenders. Um, they're getting older, they have, though. Yeah, but they're getting older. They have no good paint defenders besides. I guess you could say Walker Kessler was because he was in college, but who knows if that'll translate to the NBA or not, especially not the level of Rudy Gobert yet, though. So, or probably ever, honestly. Um, <laughs> but I think that they're going to struggle a lot on the defensive end. I know that was one of their, their strong uh, points in the past. It, it was the defense. Um, and then just on top of that. Like, defense. Yeah, paint defense too. Um, but just on top of that, like they lost a very good head coach, in my opinion. Um, and they replaced, uh, I don't think he went anywhere new yet to coach. I think he's just taking the year off, but um, they replaced him with Will Hardy. So, I, you know, I, I don't think they're really going to have any like high expectations this year. You got a brand new head coach, you got a bunch of young guys, you got. Um, you know, you got some veterans, but those veterans could be on the move. Um, if not, I guess they'll just help mentor some of the young guys. But, I mean, I really don't have high expectations for this team at all. Yeah, I mean, bringing in a new coach, too. You'd like to start him out, like, not having that turmoil with the stuff surrounding Donovan Mitchell. And is he going to stay? Is he going to go? What's, what's, you know, the news on that. Um, so you'd like to clear that up. And then also just in the starting rotation, there's question marks, like who's going to start at that small forward position and who's going to be their new starting center too. Um, right now I have Nikhil Alexander Walker starting at the small forward position. You probably put Malik Beasley in there as well. Um, they could maybe go small and have, Donovan Mitchell play the three and maybe put Pat Bev at the two, but that just, that creates a really small lineup. And then center position, you know, I have Azubuki as their starting center, but you could easily see Walker Kessler as that starting uh, big man uh, to, you know, sure up the pain a little bit, but you know, it's, there's a lot of holes in this uh, starting lineup. Uh, what are your thoughts just on, you know, do you think, Alexander Walker is going to be the starting three. Is Azubuki going to be the starting five? Um, where do you kind of see this starting five shaping up as we get into the regular season? Uh, yeah, I don't really think Alexander Walker will be the starter. Um, a little small, too, uh, to play small forward. I think the lineup will look – I mean, if it stays as put, I think the lineup would look something along the lines of Conley at point guard, Mitchell at shooting guard, Bogdanovich at small forward, Vanderbilt at power forward, and Ezebuki at center would probably be my guess for what their starting lineup will be this, at least to start the year, unless they make any changes prior to that. And then probably bring Pat Bev off the bench. Nice bench. Uh, they actually have like a pretty solid bench when you think about it, but their bench is almost as good as their starters. Um, because their starters aren't that good besides Donovan Mitchell. Um, But, I mean, a lot of the rotations will definitely change 
throughout the year, I would assume, considering it's a first-year coach um, and a lot of this roster is pretty new, too. So they're probably going to see what works for a while. But I think I think they'll, they'll roll out Azubuki, I think, to start at center um, over Walker Kessler just to start the year. That, that could definitely change, but I think that's what will happen to start the year, um, in my opinion. Yeah. And then, you know, having players like Rudy Gay, you know, come off the bench at that power four position as well, you know, touching base on their bench, like their bench is pretty solid. Like if they had Beverly Clarkson, uh, Beasley, Rudy Gay, Walker Kessler, Jared Butler played some minutes last year too. He played pretty well, um, in some spare minutes, but, um, yeah, I mean, if, if Donovan Mitchell leaves this team, so if he goes somewhere else, you know, X team, put whatever you want on that. But um, I could definitely see a, a player like either Bogdanovich or Rudy Gay um, or Mike Conley or, you know, all three of them possibly moving on too. Um, do you have any good fits for um, some of these other players like Mike Conley or Bogdanovich or Rudy Gay that you could see uh, them fitting in uh, a different organization? Um, yeah, I mean, they'd obviously like fit on a lot of teams. It's just whether teams would be willing to give up or what teams would be willing to give up for them, especially because I think Conley is kind of expensive, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah. so is Bogdanovich a little bit. I think they're combined for like 40 million, so that's quite a bit of money. Um, but it does get close to matching one. Russell Westbrook um, in contract. Oh <laughs> so that that could, if they swing and miss at a bunch of other trades, then maybe this could be like their last resort of getting somebody that, along the lines of Conley. And I'm sure you could even throw Pat Beverly in there too. And uh, Bogdanovich or something like those three for like Westbrook and like THT. If, and then probably not give up any picks, like if they wanted THG or something. Um, right. If they figured that the year was gone, because um, I don't know if I give up any pick first rounders for those guys, but I'd probably give up THG for those guys um, if I if I thought I had a chance. Um, but other than that, I think I mean maybe they could, they could go to the separate teams too, because obviously um, forty million is a lot for one team to take on. I could see like even a team like um, maybe the even who we talked about last week or last uh, podcast the Trailblazers if they think they're in it I could see them maybe going for somebody like Bogdanovich or somebody like that um, add a little bit of forward depth for them um, if they felt they needed it or if they had an injury or something um, you know there's a, there's a, a few teams that I could. I could even see the Suns being in on somebody like that too, um, potentially. But it would definitely have to be a contender, in my opinion. I, I don't think any team that isn't contending would want any of those guys. Um, the most likely to be moved, in my opinion, would probably be somebody like Pat Bev, just because he's on a pretty good contract. Of It's only one year, $15 million, I think. Um, so that's a little bit easier to move, and it's – done after this year so like if a team gets an injury at point guard i could definitely see a team trading for him um 
is there anybody you see that could get traded or like that you think would be a good fit on a different team if they do decide to blow it up? Yeah, I don't, I don't think this would probably happen, but like a player like Jordan Clarkson, I think he fits on um, basically any team just has that six man scorer option, you know, can put up fifth anywhere from 15 to 25 points on a, any given outing for um, especially the jazz these past couple of years, you know, um, defense isn't his, you know, strong point, obviously. But um, if you need a backup, you know, shooting guard that can score the ball and and make wide open shots and even uh, handle the ball, you know, a little bit as well, I think he's a, a good player for that. Uh, I like, you know, Pat Bev possibly being on the move just because uh, he doesn't really fit kind of this uh, this team. I would say I think he wants to be on a contending team. You could say the same about Rudy Go. Uh, Rudy Gay as well. Um, I think both those players are kind of getting into their twilight years. So, you know, we're going on a contender team and actually competing for meaningful playoff positioning, I think is kind of what they want to do. Um, and I think the jazz are kind of not really going towards that right now. I would say, I think they're kind of either, I mean, they're either going to rebuild or they're going to do a small rebuild where it's built around Donovan Mitchell if they really want to keep him. But uh, from what I've heard, from what the media has been saying, um, it's kind of sounding more and more like Donovan's going to be traded, um, if not this year, next year. So um, I, that's where I want to kind of lead into now is uh, just Donovan Mitchell. Do you see the, him playing on this team? for this year or do you see him possibly finding his way out? I'm sure teams are waiting for KD like to see if that's getting any more traction. Um, but I think I could see him maybe starting the season with the Jazz and then maybe moving somewhere if a team feels that he could help them like get over the hump or something like that. Um, I still don't really know any like good fits for him. I think he would fit well on the Heat like if they're willing to um, like trade like Hero and like maybe somebody else for him because I think I think that's a good swap because like Hero's a good player but I think Donovan Mitchell's just like a step above so I think um, if they could get him for a decent price I, I think part of the reason why something hasn't happened yet is like I think they're asking for a little bit too much for him like Mitchell's a great player but at the same time like he's not that much better than hero that I'd be willing to give up like five first round picks and hero for, um, in my opinion, I mean, I'm sure other people differ on that, but that's what I think. Um, cause I think he would fit really well with them. Uh, cause that, that's what they were missing the most in the playoffs is a secondary score, but besides, uh, Butler. Um, so that's, probably the most likely team I could see make a move for him if the price comes down. But otherwise, you know, if the price doesn't come down, like maybe, I mean, maybe the Knicks, but the price was high for them too. So like, I, I really feel, don't feel like any team's willing to take him on such a high price. Like he's a good player, but he, I think you can find scores easier than you can find like somebody like Rudy Gobert, who's like, like the ultimate, like paint defender, like, and and people even thought the T Wolves overpaid too. So like, why would a team want to overpay for like a trait that's even 
easier to find in scoring. Like you can find scores all over the place. Maybe not at Mitchell's level, but like even somebody like Jordan Clarkson's a bucket at times. Um, so like, why not give up way less to get somebody like that? You know, versus I mean, five first round picks is a ton. So, uh, what are your what are your thoughts about the whole Mitchell deal? No, I. I think you hit it right on the nail. I think uh, I like that Miami Heat possible trade, but maybe they're kind of waiting for KD. Maybe they can um, swing him over. But, I mean, you'd have to include probably Bam and then maybe a three-team trade, kind of like we talked about in one of our previous episodes. But I think I said it from the get-go. One of our earlier podcasts, actually, I think it was game six of the NBA Finals when the Warriors won. You know, I mentioned afterwards that you know Miami is a great landing spot for Donovan Mitchell and uh I think he would fit perfectly not defensively but um if he can get back to like how he used to play defense not these last two years I think he's a he's a great fit for this Miami Heat squad and then they get to move on from Tyler Hero which I think he'd be happy with that too because I think Tyler Hero is ready to start in the NBA um right now and then also miami doesn't have to get rid of you know five first round picks they probably only have to get rid of like maybe i'd say maybe like two first round picks and then you know just to make uh cap work they'd probably have to throw in players like um uh what's his name um uh the shooting guard that they have uh duncan robinson Drew, yeah. sure oh so, duncan robinson yeah yeah, just for just for cap space, uh, so it adds up to Mitchell's salary because uh, Tyler Hero's not getting. I think he's still on his rookie deal, and then Robinson's. I think he's making close to twenty something million. So um, adding in him, and then you'd probably have to add in another player plus those two first round picks. I think that would be a good fit for Miami, and then it also gets Utah kind of what they want, which is you know some more draft picks. Maybe they aren't as uh coveted as you know some other teams because miami's probably gonna be a a strong playoff contender next year but you also get tyler hero who's worth both those first round picks so um i think giving him that starting job and then you know having tyler hero be your next star player potentially you can build around him um, then that's where you can kind of see some of these players like Patrick Beverly, Rudy Gay, Jordan Clarkson, Bogdanovich, maybe find different places to uh, um, to, to uh, play on. But um, I want to talk a little bit more on the Timberwolves trade that they made. Um, I think in most Utah Jazz fans' eyes, this was a huge win. Maybe not for like next year as in playoff hopes, but um, getting four first round picks plus a pick swap. um, And then, you know, getting players like Jared Vanderbilt who can start right now. Great rebounder, not as good as Rudy Gobert, obviously because he doesn't have that height factor. And then Malik Beasley, pretty good shooter. Uh, Wasn't that great this, this past year in the playoffs, but um, good shooter good player. And then Patrick Beverly, who, um, you know, 
brings that energy and can definitely bring in some more fans for um, Utah. Yeah, yeah, I think really they they did had got a pretty nice haul in the trade um, just from an asset standpoint, not even just the picks. Like I know most people just talk about the picks, but um, even some of the players can like not only be either a trade piece or they can also be like part of the future and it's to a certain extent just because not like a major part, but like Jerry Vanderbilt's young. Uh, I think Malik Beasley's only like 24, 25 too. So like he can be a, a role player in the future too. Um, and then Pat Bev, I'm sure. I don't, I don't know if you could get a first out of him, but I'm sure you could get maybe combine him with somebody else maybe for a first or or a competing team maybe would give up a first for him like if they know it's going to be like a 25 through 30 pick towards the end of the year maybe they would give one up for him who knows but um i think that they made out pretty well for the most part i think it definitely did send them in a direction where like I mean, if you're not competing with Rudy Gobert, you're not competing without him, obviously. So they're definitely going in the way of um, getting younger assets and starting to rebuild maybe. Or if they keep Mitchell, maybe retooling would be the better word. Um, Because he's young too. So, I mean, he's still at a point where you can, um, if you get people within the next two or three years, um, still make a run with him, but, um, yeah, it'll be interesting. I, I kind of feel like he'll be on the move at some point. I just, you know, it's just not like clear yet with like so many other pieces that could still move. And then, um, with the ask, the asking price hit, if the reports are true, the asking price is absurd in my opinion. So, um, I think, I think that's a big, uh, a big factor in it. Cause I, I think the, the Knicks are definitely thirsty for any star. I mean, they paid for a person that's never been an all-star and think they didn't overpay for him. Maybe, all. maybe third. That they got a steal getting <laughs> Jalen Brunson, um, who would be like the fourth or fifth best player on most championship teams. Um, so they're definitely st- maybe third, but they're definitely still looking for a star. And I think maybe Mitchell could be that guy if, if the price comes down, um, but yeah, I don't know. I think it, the heat make the most sense for him, in my opinion, like just from a winning standpoint. Um, but at the same time, the jazz just want to get the most they can out of him, So they'll trade him wherever that is. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I really like, um, like the, uh, mainly the, the two big guys that they got and Walker Kessler, who, the Timberwolves drafted with their uh, one of their first round picks um, ended up trading two others, but um, bringing in Walker Kessler and then also JV Jared Vanderbilt. I think those two guys are going to be, you know, probably a staple point for this team, mainly on the defensive end, I'd say um, because Jared Vanderbilt can guard pretty much one through four Walker Kessler. I mean, still up in there, but you know what he led the, um, NCAA and blocks per game. So, uh, he's shown that he can be a great defender. So we'll, you know, I, I don't want to put it on him to try to be the next Rudy Gobert. Cause that's, you know, like you said, next to nearly impossible. So, 
Um, but if he can be, you know, a different version of Rudy Gobert where he adds in, you know, offensive touch, he can shoot the ball a little bit um, on top of his blocking abilities, um, good paid presence. Um, maybe he can be, you know, a better, different version of Rudy Gobert. So um, I like, I really like that pick. So um, yeah, if, if they wanted to, keep Donovan Mitchell and kind of build around him. They have, you know, assets around him. You know, they got those four first round picks plus their own draft picks. So maybe you see them kind of do what Portland did and kind of reshuffle things and uh, bring in players that might be on the move that are, have one to two years left on their deal um, to kind of, you know, strengthen around Donovan Mitchell and, and build around him. Maybe he changes his mind because of the organization makes him change his mind due to the, players that they bring in for him to compete next to him. So, uh, but right now just the, where they're kind of at, um, in this division, I, I'd probably rank them, uh, just probably above OKC. They're probably fourth in this division and, um, long-term or not long-term, but this next season, they're, I don't think they're going to be close to 49, 33 record. I think they're going to be more 500 team, um, at best. So, um, what do you think of, of this team in this division? Would you rank them, you know, fourth with fifth, third? Yeah. I mean, I would probably have to put them fifth just because of like, you know, OKC is young, but the, I think they have a lot of like star power on their team, like potentially. Uh, and personally, I, I, I think, you know, some people might differ, but I, I would take Shea over uh, Donovan wow. Mitchell just personally. Um, I think I think he's a better defender than Mitchell is, and I think he can score the ball too. I, th- I think he's a better playmaker too than M- Mitchell is. Um, but that's just me personally, but I'm sure a lot of people would differ on that just because of what Donovan Mitchell has been able to do in the playoffs. Um, Shea hasn't got a sh- gotten to really show it yet because they haven't really – good enough to be in the playoffs um but i probably put them at fifth just because even if you want to say mitchell's better than than shay i just think the supporting cast around shay is better uh even though they're young in my opinion um i think people are really going to see the difference that rudy gobert made on the defensive end this year because i mean quite honestly like that the paint is uh everybody's going to be licking their chops when they play the Utah Jazz in the paint. And they see Azubuki sitting there ready to take a flying Anthony <laughs> Edwards on. Um, but, you know, I think the best case scenario, I think, for this uh, Utah Jazz team, in my opinion, would be that they have a bad year this year while having Donovan Mitchell on the team. And then they get a high pick and add him to a core of Donovan Mitchell. And then they ha- have a bunch of draft picks that they could even trade to build a- even more around Donovan Mitchell and that new player. But, so I think that could be an option if they, they keep him. Is that, like, say they get, like, a top-five draft pick this year, then you're building around Donovan Mitchell a top-five draft pick. You can trade away some pieces for another, like, semi-star, you know, or somebody like that. That could be an interesting move for them, I think, um, if they wanted to go that route. Otherwise, I think you could do the same thing if you trade for Tyler Hero, too. Like, you could get 
pay Tyler Hero up with the top five pick, but it kind of just depends on all what they want to do. But I, if I was a Jazz fan, I'd want them to be bad too this year because I personally don't think that, and I'm sure Jazz fans don't think that they can go that far in the playoffs anyways, even if they were to make it. Like, I mean, this seems not taking down the Warriors. This seems not taking down, like, any of those top-tier teams unless, like, Unless the injury bug just completely depletes the whole entire league, um, but yeah, but yeah, that's yeah, that's not gonna happen. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I think they're gonna really, you know, Mike Conley at the point guard position. I think if you got a more up tempo point guard, um, like a younger point guard to kind of help out Donovan Mitchell, I think that would probably make things better i think mike conley's you know past his prime clearly and um i don't i don't think we're gonna see anything more different out of out of his game um so adding like a younger point guard maybe somebody in the draft uh next year or you know a young proven player this year yeah maybe uh one scoot henderson scooty yeah, yeah, we could see him definitely. That, that would be a very good um, addition. Would, I think Jazz fans would be happy with that. Yeah, yeah, and then also finding like a um, kind of like the Timberwolves have, like somebody like Jaden uh, McDaniel's, like at that three position, like a you know a three and D player that can kind of help out Donovan Mitchell too, if his defense doesn't get to back where it used to be, which was. You know, a pretty decent defender, but yeah, uh, that that fell off these these past two years. So, getting somebody who can defend and that could maybe be maybe be Jeremy Grant, possibly. But do you think I don't since his contracts? Yeah, up. could in free agency. So that I mean, you'd like it to be because I know he wants to get paid too. So yeah, I don't know. I I think Utah would probably want somebody that's younger though that fits more Donovan Mitchell's you know timeline though instead of. Jeremy Grant, who's yeah. turning 29, I believe, soon. So, um, and then, you know. Maybe Wiggins. Wiggins, possibly. <laughs> but I don't think, uh, I think he's pretty yeah. content in uh, Golden State at this point. Yeah. But. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. They, they definitely, it would be nice for them to add, like, uh go a different route this time instead of another like dominant center like have like a somebody that can handle the ball with him or like a small forward that can handle the ball would be cool to see for sure um yeah i think you know building around donovan mitchell is probably the best way to go about this i on the other hand think donovan mitchell is better than shea personally uh i think donovan's uh you know he's probably a top definitely a top 50 player yeah in the league right now, maybe top 25. Who, Don yeah. Mitchell? Yeah. But I think Shape is too, but yeah. top 50. I don't know about 25, but yeah. you could make I'm a case. A, I'm not even saying he's for sure better right now. I'm just saying, like, I think he might even have a higher ceiling just because he's, isn't, Shea's only like, uh, not even that old, isn't he? Like twenty two yeah. or twenty three? Twenty four. Twenty four, but yeah. still. So he just turned twenty four, so that's still not that no. old. And I mean, OKC okay, is in a different, you know, path than Utah is right now. So 
it'll be interesting to kind of see how Utah kind of progresses through this season. If they decide to trade some players or if they, you know, keep the players they have and just kind of ride it out and hope for a high pick next, uh, next year. And then maybe get some key free agents to add around Donovan Mitchell. It'd be, uh, very interesting to see what comes next, but that's going to conclude our, uh, Utah jazz breakdown. Uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at ShotSide. Uh, send us some um, talking points at our Gmail account at ShotSide at gmail.com. Also, make sure to like and follow if you enjoy the content. We got some more episodes coming up for you guys. Um, I believe, let's see. Um, so the next division we're getting into is the Pacific Division. So... Um, Keep an eye out for that. Um, we're going to have some more content coming for you guys. Uh, we're going to try to cram in a bunch of it this week uh, just because we had a, a long weekend um, up at the cabin. Uh, Matt joined me there. but um, So stay tuned for uh, new content coming to you guys soon. Um, with that being said, peace. Peace. Peace.